Once UI UX that actually stands out and gets noticed, our friends at Reveal Eyes brought punchy personality to our SaaS 2022 look and feel, bringing the whole event to life both on our website and in person. Go to revealize.com, that's R-E-V-E-A-L-I-Z-E.com for a free UI UX consultation today. Buy smaller competitors, use debt to keep equity and get rich as a founder, just like David at Grasshopper, right? Be smart about it, right? Lastly, focus on profits. You'll have buyers fighting for you, just like Chris. Take the freaking money if it's there. Getting an exit under your belt allows you to do whatever you want afterwards. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the SaaS Revolution Show brought to you by SaaStock, the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth, and scale. I'm your host, Alex Thuma and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today, and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. I prefer the bootstrap stage more than the main stage because bootstrapping should be celebrated. Profits mean sustainability. Profits means founders can get rich. Profits are amazing and founders should be celebrated. So if you're bootstrapping and you want more press and you want more love, We'll put you on book covers. We'll put you on magazines. We'll print your face and put it on a column next event. No joke. So come find me. But for now, over the next 18 minutes, as we start the countdown, we're going to focus on the 100 fastest growing bootstrap SaaS companies and specific tactics that you can learn from them. So let's jump in. There's going to be three separate categories. The first are tactics you can learn to learn to use to grow from zero to one million. So your first million. Next, going one to three million. And then lastly, how do you go to three to five plus? Now, those of you brave souls out here, now this is not going on the podcast. I'm not recording the data. I'm not putting it in a database because I can't collect data like this. But raise your hands if you're trying to get from zero to one million right now. It's totally cool. You can be vulnerable. This is great. Raise them high. That's good. You're getting started. Hands down. Raise your hand if you're trying to go from one to three million right now. Okay. Very cool. And then raise your hand if you're trying to go from five million, just bigger than five million. Amazing. I love that. Now, just out of curiosity, stand up if you own at least some amount of equity, at least 5% in a SaaS company at all. Stand up. I just want to see how many founders are here. Look at that. Okay. Not a t- yeah, he's like, I can't stand, but my hand's here. Amazing. Okay, sit back down. Very cool. Love this group. All right, so from zero to one, we're going to focus on ClickFunnels, REI Sift, and Belkins. Incredible story. One to three, we're going to focus on Expandy, What Converts, and You Can Book Me. And lastly, five million plus, we're going to focus on MorrowPost, Grasshopper, and DocHub, which has scaled over six million bucks in revenue. Their profit and loss is on that column right back there. And they just sold for way more than 20 million cash. Founder owned 100% of it. Incredible growth story. All right, quickly going from zero to one million in revenue. How do we do this? Well, let's look at a couple things. Click funnels first. This is their revenue growth. All right, this is their revenue growth. Now, this is completely bootstrapped, right? Zero to 130 million bucks bootstrapped. One of the only bootstrap companies with more than 100 million bucks in revenue. Very rare breed, right? A unicorn. So, how do they start in the beginning in 2015 to get going? Well, very non traditional. This was the initial sales page. Now, you see nothing on here selling a SaaS product. Right? Nothing. He's selling a book, .com Secrets. Now over 100,000 copies sold. It's free. You pay $8.99 for shipping. Are any of you guys launching a SaaS product starting off with a book? Right? What did he do after a book? Well, I copy the best. You saw the Rush to our booth yesterday for these USB drives. Where did I learn that from? I watched Russell do it 10 years ago. Right? I just copied. He took his podcast, put it on a USB drive, and put it in a funnel. 
right? And he just signs people up to pay for the USB drive, ships it, and then signs up for ClickFunnels for 97 bucks a month at the end, right? USB drives and, and a podcast, right? And lastly, sells tickets to live events. This was the first ClickFunnels event, right? Small, under 200 people. Now this thing is sold out, 6,000 people come to this. He prints 5 million bucks in revenue from his live events. So the point here is media, media, media. Distribution today is more important than product. 100% of the time, I'll debate anybody on that. Distribution is more important than product. And you can see you just got three ideas of how ClickFunnels did that. Let's next go into scaling your first million, but trying to get some economics out of your engineering spend. Now, how many of you guys have a co-founder who is an engineer, or you are the engineering co-founder? Raise your hand. Okay, okay, great, nice group, that's a great group. Uh, raise your hand if you're on the flip side. You're the business person going, man, I just need to find that engineer to start scaling. That, those people, there we go, there's one, get back you. Raise your hand high. An engineer, find this man, he's a brave soul, he's gonna have a lot of success, all right? Here's the thing, if you are in the business world and you are, even if you are the co-founding engineer and you don't wanna hire 30 engineers, right, because it's expensive and you wanna find economics here, you're gonna get outreach from a lot of these dev shops and it might feel icky at first, but you wanna start collecting these things called rate cards. If you look very closely on this rate card in the right column is the hourly price they charge per roll. Now, can you see which, which rate is the highest on this? It's kind of funny. The most expensive hourly rate these outsourced dev shops charge is the lead integration engineer for Salesforce, <laughs> right? That's the most expensive. Generally speaking though, this is a way to normalize across all of them, right? Find someone that's charging. This is what they charge per hour for a senior front-end React engineer. Fluxon is the most expensive at 100 bucks an hour. Cody Toss is the cheapest. I can validate all of these as I've paid all of them something. I have the receipts, as they like to say. I've got the receipts. These are the ones that are also the most recommended on the podcast in terms of when I say, who are you using for your outsourced dev shop? Right, so keep those in mind. Lastly, I wanna jump in here to, again, going from zero to one, jump into the agency model. How many of you guys started your SaaS company as an agency, selling consulting, raise them high? People don't understand this trend, raise them higher. The majority of the successful SaaS founders usually start as an agency. Right? And here's a great example, Belkins. Now, if you can see this, they launched the agency in 2017. My recommendation is focus. If you can't sell a million dollars of consulting to your target market, you should have no business building SaaS. You don't understand the problem well enough yet. So sell a million bucks of consulting in your agency. They've now spun off Folderly in 2020 and Leadsforce in 2022. And the key thing you wanna do when you're selling the consulting is study the repeat problems. When you find yourself doing the same thing over and over, it's time to find an engineer to start building that internal software for you. And then you eventually spin it out. And, that's, and then you have your first 10, 20 customers, right? The fastest way to grow a SaaS company is like this Hootsuite start off as an agency, right? Great way to do it. And you can see here how it splits up, okay? So on the right side of your screen is the, uh, the uh, spinoff, right? So the thing that looks like a cat, right? That's a spinoff. ARR is zero to one million in nine months. 200 paid customers, $1,200 ACV, that's annually, not, not monthly ARPU, that's annual, annual ACV. The left side is the agency model, which is now doing 7 million bucks a year, right? Incredible story. So 1,000 clients, 10 to 1 is their email channel, RI and 50 industries, all bootstrapped, scaling nicely. So to summarize, we're, we're about eight minutes into summarize here. The first three things go to zero to one million. Consider your media brand. Try and get leverage on your economic, sorry, your, on your engineering team, right, by outsourcing. You usually need that, that engineering co-founder though to sort of run that. And then lastly, again, start off with an agency if you wanna get in SaaS, but you're not quite sure where to start. Okay, that's the best way to start. Let's get into section two, growing from one million to three million without spending a fortune. I'm like, 
don't know if you can know me. I'm like a very cheap guy. You saw me like sweating this morning carrying these books. I'm like, you pay to ship them across the country, across the world. We're going to get rid of these damn things. They can't go in the trash. I don't like wasting money, right? So how do you do this without spending a fortune? Let's start off with Expandy, right? With Expandy. Now, what you're going to see with Expandy, they went from zero to seven million bucks with no paid marketing. And you're going to learn here from Stefan later today, right on this stage. He's going to show you how he did this, right? But the main thing he did here is what's called a just no restriction free, uh, free trial funnel. And what he did is he ate his own dog food, or I like to say you're sipping your own champagne. He found content on LinkedIn that had to do with his target market and used his tool Expandy to message everyone who commented or liked that post. You can do that on LinkedIn. You can actually reach out when they do that. So he ran them through this script, which you see here on the next screen, right? It's in the bottom right there. That's like the merge field script that he used. And on the next page, you're going to see the performance of this funnel. Okay, so that's the script, right? Saw you had an amazing LinkedIn growth hack post by, insert the name of the poster. I guess we have growth in common. Love it. Let's connect, right? And this is what it looked like. 72% of connect requests he sent out from that top of funnel accepted, 49% followed up, and then 42% actually booked demos, right? Actually got on the call and booked a demo from it, right? When he did the demo, he wasn't sure what to sell him, so he gave free trial access to all the features. This is his pricing page. It's called a reverse trial, so when folks sign up, right, for, we all love Hotjar. You guys caught Muhammad yesterday. I'm seeing some, I saw Bill B in the audience too. But right, you sign up for the trial, you get everything. Try and get everything. But restricted on time. At the end of seven days, if they don't upgrade to pay for the premium features, pull it back, take it away. People hate having stuff taken away once they already have it, right? So it's called a reverse trial. Don't restrict those free trials. Lastly, I want to talk about what converts. How many of you guys, if you add up the, rev the VC funding of all your competitors, it's over a billion dollars. Raise your hand. Anyone going up just against a Goliath? Raise your hand high. A hundred million? Raise your hand. Ten million? If you, let me just say, if you're bootstrapping, you don't have competitors that have raised at least 10 million, there's probably not a market. Okay? Like, pivot quickly. <laughs> right? You want to have competitors that have raised a lot of money, right? Because it means you're in a great market. Now go beat them with creativity. And that's what Michael at What Converts has done. He's competing with Dialpad, Ericol, CallRail, Invoca, Dialogtech, Converza. He's bootstrapped. Right? And he's broken 4.5 million bucks in revenue. I convinced him to share his ads. Right? I convinced him to share his ad screen with us. So this was back between when he launched in 2015 and 2016. He's paying 54 bucks right, to get a new customer right, who's paying these cohorts. Right? So they start off at 30 to 100 bucks a month. But now look today, 80 months later, the fastest growing cohort are actually is blue, which are 5K plus month customers. So he's spending 54 bucks to get a customer that he feels pretty good that one day he can get up to five grand per year. Total arbitrage. When he has a great success story like this, I say, you got to come on the Latka show. You got to come on the Latka podcast. And if you read the subject line here, it says Latka podcast. And it's one of those VC backed, we blacked out the name. I hope I blacked out all the parts where the name was mentioned. But it's one of those big VC backed competitors reaching out, offering to buy him, right? And get approval with the board. Right, which is kind of fun. He rejected, I said, Michael, you gotta reject, immediately reject. He rejected it, right? And look at his growth. Right, so bootstrapped at 3.5 million bucks in revenue. And the takeaway I want you guys to have there is he eventually shut down that paid marketing channel because it wasn't profitable anymore. So test a channel, use it when it stops working, kill it. Last one I want to feature is Bridget with You Can Book Me. This is just, I just think she deserves so much credit. She should be on so many more stages. You heard her here yesterday. She's gone from zero to north of four million bucks, competing with the likes of Calendly, Acuity Scheduling. Now Google is obviously getting into this space. But she motivates her team with profit sharing. As a founder that's bootstrapping, you should set a directive to your team this quarter for next year to say, guys, we care about profits. Can you help us be profitable? Right? And set the directive and then give them, an, uh, give them a plan. Right, so this is their growth, 
right? This was her P&L and profits. She turned profitable in 2017 with $105,000 in profits, right, on, on top line. She then took that and pays it out to her team like this. Those are all the employees. They vest points up to four. They get a percent share based off how many points, and then they split the payout. So she's paying out 10% of profits. So 25K on 250K total profits. That's how the seven employees split it. If you want her full plan on how she does this, again, it's all on this, this drive. Now, you guys saw the mad rush yesterday. We totally ran out. In fact, if you look back right now, you'll see like the lit up sign on the top of our booth. There's only like a couple left. We got 50 more of these in last night. But all that whole file, this whole file is on this drive for you guys to use. The key takeaways here of the second section. Okay, I'll let you guys read them here for a second. Those are it. Profit sharing is my favorite. Let's go into the third section, which is going big, going big, breaking five million. And here's the thing, building wealth. This is not something you guys should shy away from. If you're bootstrapping as a founder, you deserve to pay yourself dividends. You deserve to do a secondary if someone's chasing you. You deserve to make money. If you don't, if you don't, you're going to end up wanting to start a family or buy a house or want a nice vacation. And if you don't have a way to get rich, you're going to sell your company to get rich. But then you want to do the same thing. So then you've got to start another company in the same space. You've got to get rich off your SaaS companies. You can keep doing it and keep helping your customers. It's not greedy. It's smart. All right. And you can tell your, I, mean, I was going to say you can tell your boards that, but you guys don't have boards, right? All right. So let's start with Morrow Post, then Grasshopper, and then DocHub. All right. Morrow Post. That's his revenue. All right, so how did he add 10 million bucks in ARR overnight, right? How did he do it? Well, what he did is he bought this company, right, called Nito, right, Nito. They were doing 10 million bucks in revenue, right, scaling nicely, had offers higher than him, but he used the idea, he's bootstrapped. He said, listen, we're bootstrapped, you're bootstrapped, let's get this deal done. Got the deal done at a lower valuation than other offers he had, so he got a premium for this. Bootstrappers should buy other bootstrappers, right? It's sort of part of the same family. So how do you get this done? And especially today, now is a great time to buy these companies. I want to give the Cognizum and Casper. Is, is James, are you, in the, are you here anywhere? James, Cognizum? No, Casper? No, if you were here, I might not see you anywhere. There's a lot, of, a lot of people back there. But this is a scale, right? So in June, Cognizum hit 30 million bucks in, hit 30 in ARR. Casper is 3.4 million. I said, James, how'd that deal go down? Well, Casper's ARR was 3.4 million. The total deal price was 9X, and the split was 35% cash, 65% earnout. On column number six at the back of our booth, this full LOI is printed. You can actually read how the deal went down, right? If you start to know what these documents look like and people start pursuing you, you then know what terms to use to ask for. And people go, damn, other people are pursuing these folks because they know all the terms, right? So it's just good to know what these things look like, right, for your own sake. Again, that's all on the USB drive. There's over 300 documents like this on this USB drive. I think maybe the most powerful thing you can leave the conference with is probably this thing. All right, moving forward. David sold for 176 million bucks. How much did he keep personally? How much did he keep personally? Does anyone know David? Any idea on how much he kept personally on that Grasshopper sale? Any users of Grasshopper back in the day? Any of the OG SaaS people, the voiceover IP tool? No Grasshopper users. Okay, I'm glad David's not here. I'd have to make a bad joke about him and make him feel better for no one using his software. But that was the headline. All right, so let's, let's figure out how much did he make. And I should also say, the only reason I'm able to share all this is because we have founders come to our conferences and I make them put these artifacts in their slide decks publicly. Becca and Jonathan, is that accurate? They were speakers and I said, you can't go on stage unless you share your private docs, right? And they killed it. So this is what David shared on stage. That's his revenue growth. 
when he hit 27 million bucks, right, in 2014, he said, man, how do I put fuel on this fire? And he raised debt. He raised debt. He owned 100%. So he raised debt. These were the debt terms. All right, these were the debt terms. Like, not terrible, right? Five-year payback, right? 12% interest rate, no warrants, three months to negotiate. We have a bunch of debt term sheets, by the way, at the booth too. So if you actually want to see what a debt term sheet looks like, you can just rip it off like a legal pad and take it with you. But he did this and then he used that money to pour it into that second bullet point, which you can read. That second bullet point is critical. You don't want to raise debt, right? If you're not quite sure how you're going to invest it, because you have to know that you can make more than the interest rate you're paying. So he poured it into known marketing, which this is crazy, radio ads, right? It was, the, it was working for Grasshopper, radio ads. So he pours it in, doubles the ARR, and then sells, right? Now he kept 100% of the business. So how much cash did he make on this deal? He kept it all, baby. And now he's in Puerto Rico. No, I'm just kidding. He kept it all. There's, I can't make that joke over. There's no tax. Where's the tax haven in Europe? He's in Monaco. Is that right? Switzerland? He's in Switzerland. He's Switzerland. All right? But anyways, he made a bunch of money here and also got Citrix uh, equity as well. So point there is debt can make you rich. And if you want to be like David, again, we've got these term sheets. We'll literally hand you one right on the spot, right? The best way to think about FounderPath, though, is we'll give you 50% of your current ARR. So if you're doing a million, we'll give you 500K. Pay it back over two to four years. We've got the longest paybacks in the industry because we want you to keep the money to grow. We don't want it back in six or 12 months. That's almost useless, right? It's almost useless. So we want you to be like David. We're thrilled that folks like Becca and Jonathan have taken capital because we've deployed 80 million to date to 160 founders. And we use all of you guys paying together as leverage to go take it to the banks to raise cheaper money for ourselves to pass the savings on to you. So it's almost like a very sort of group dynamic. The more that we deploy and the more you guys pay back on time, the cheaper everything gets for everybody. So we're going to keep scaling that way. Lastly, as we wrap up here, I want to talk about David and DocHub. Now, everyone's heard of DocuSign and Write Signature and all these. In fact, I want to do a quick poll here. On the count of three, so just think about this. On the count of three, I just want you to yell out which signature provider that you guys use, all right? One, just yell it loud. One, two, three. Okay, so like 125 were DocuSign, 135 it sounded like was Write Signature, and then there was an no, I'm just kidding. No one, no, no one uses DocHub. So like, how is he scaling so fast? Look at his P&L over there on the right. That was 2020, right? That's 5.5 top line and 3.5 million profits with a six-person team. Almost a million in revenue per employee. This is insane, right? Most of your VC-backed competitors are doing 180K, 110K revenue per employee. Like nothing, nothing burger. So he came on, anyone listen to Dealer Bus on YouTube? Any Dealer Bus fans? Okay, yeah, yeah. It was, should I bring it back? You, should I bring it back? Yeah, yeah. It's Shark Tank for SaaS. I'm like, come on the YouTube channel, Chris. Show everyone your p and I'll get buyers on. They'll make you offers live. SaaS Group offered him $20 million live after negotiation. He rejected it. The people in the live chat said, you're crazy. You should take taking the deal. And then Chris texted me like four weeks, a couple weeks ago. And, then, and he said, Nathan, I made the right choice. And I said, what was the number? What was the number? Tell me the number. How far above $20 million? He told me the number, but he said, I can't share it. So I will only share stuff when founders tell me I can share it. I can't share it, but you can say it's more than 20 million bucks cash, right? He sold to Airslate. So consider this though. The reason he was so profitable here, again, 5.6 top line, 4.1 net income. And again, his full P&L and full 10 page deck he sold with is on this USB drive. He challenged his team to just stay profitable. He said, hey, if you're profitable, we'll pay out profits. And then he pays himself. If you guys can read in the front row, it's like down towards the bottom. He says, CEO payroll adjustment half a million bucks from profits. 
So if your advisor is saying, don't take dividends, don't take profits, just rename it. Call it a CEO payroll adjustment and take some fucking money, okay? <laughs> That's the way to do it. All right. So again, he sold. He did a great job. All right. To sum up, uh, to sum up, I already told you that, right? But that full page deck on the USB drive. To sum up the key takeaways here from this last section, buy smaller competitors, right? Buy like Morrow Post. Use debt to keep equity and get rich as a founder, just like David at Grasshopper, right? Be smart about it, right? Lastly, focus on profits. You'll have buyers fighting for you, just like Chris. Take the freaking money if it's there. Getting an exit under your belt allows you to do whatever you want afterwards, whatever you want afterwards. So before I continue, we got about two minutes left. Before I, one minute left. Before I continue, I want to summarize what you've learned so far. This is the money shot. This is the thing you take a picture of, in my opinion, because it's all nine things all in one shot. The first three are zero to one million. After that, it's uh, one million to three, and then three million to five. If you want the full deck, take this picture you're taking right now and put it up on LinkedIn or Twitter. Tag me or FounderPath, and I'll just DM you directly the full slide deck right away, right when we're done, okay? You guys like it. You're like, God, this guy just fucking converts on stage. What? You know, this guy converts. All right, but yeah, set it out. I promise you, I'll DM you later tonight. It might take me until midnight, but I'll get it to you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SaaS conferences around the world. Want exclusive SaaS content and actionable insights to grow your SaaS? Join our community of over 36,000 SaaS founders at sasdoc.com.